0: let's dive right in hello hello welcome back to the spirit-filled real talk podcast are you ready for today's message challenge accepted (laughs) we're going to talk today about challenges why they're amazing and why it is time to create one for yourself and I'm going to help you do that this is something that I utilize often to help me navigate through the noise in my life and also it's something that I help my clients craft and create in ways that make sense for them to help them to help them really see that this is effective and also, help them have healthy practices that bring them back into alignment, especially when life is hard and there's a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of priorities. There's a lot of things that have to stay on the schedule and it's hard to navigate. And that can be seasonal too when there's more on the schedule than there is in other seasons. But in those times, it's really important that you're taking care of yourself and that is the easiest thing not to, to do. So, we're going to talk about that today. And to set this up, I'm going to share a client experience that I had recently. So, I was working with a gentleman who runs a nonprofit and he's just entering into the phase where he can really start to restructure and put more systems into his business. He just hired an employee, his first employee. So, up until this time, he'd been managing mentoring and programming and all sorts of other things retreats all on his own and so he's now figuring out how to lead somebody else through his current systems and finding ways that ooh, maybe this doesn't make sense or how can I adapt or adjust this here and that's hard work it's a lot of mental effort and a lot of creativity and focused diligent work right so he's doing that And he was talking to me, though, and all I heard was how he wanted to have a vacation. You know, he, in past years, never felt like he had the luxury, quote unquote, of taking time off or vacationing. He just had so much to do that he could never stop. And then he was also talking about how he just feels led to be writing how he keeps attending everybody else's book launches which is amazing but it's also really weighing on him because he feels like he is to write a book as well and he's been sitting on that for a minute and so he's kind of just waiting you know as people say for a sign (laughs) or for someone to tell him when and how and all the details right so as he's sharing with me and one of the beautiful gifts that coaching offers is a mirror and somebody that can hold space for you where you actually can get what's in your head out and they help you strategize and get a plan into place and really find what's aligned and what's not so powerful. And it can happen in a very short period of time as well. So as he's talking, one of the things that I mentioned about the vacation, because he was saying a comment that he made was that, you know, it's interesting trying to take time off because he doesn't have a lifestyle where that's even what he enjoys. Like if he were to go take two weeks off, he would feel like he's missing out on business or, you know, there's just other things that he genuinely wants to be doing. He looks forward to doing. So that model of like, I'm just going to work, 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 and then take off two weeks and then go back to work doesn't work for him. And this seemed to fall into that Quote or that statement that floats around that says "build a life that you don't need to vacation from." There's some truth to that, right? And there's ways that you can do. I'm very fond of the daycation, the staycation, all of those, right? It's just amazing and how limited and how such a short period of time you can really be rejuvenated and refreshed just in a day, even. So, at any rate, we're talking about this, and I said that. What I have found really effective is building, quote unquote, vacation into my daily, right? I've learned that I actually need space in my own life to retreat, to create space, to think about what I'm thinking about, to visualize, to to meditate on the word of God, to pray, to walk outside in nature, to just refresh my soul. Like I am not wired to sit in front of the computer for eight hours nonstop. It's just not how I'm wired. It's not the best use of me, right? And I don't believe that anybody is wired that way either. So he, he actually could really relate to that. And I said, what's at stake if you don't do what you know to do? Meaning there were many things that he knows that he's led to do. He actually trains other people to do in his line of work, but he's actually not doing himself. Okay. So what this is creating for him is He's compromising in a sense. He's out of integrity because he's not doing what he knows to do. He's not keeping promises with himself. And that's adding more stress and more weight and more pressure because he knows that he's not in alignment. And there's things that he knows to do. He's just not doing them. Right. And so simply answering the prompt, what's at stake if you don't do these things? Right. Creates a whole new level of awareness. So for him, what he started to dig up was. His presence, which is very valuable. He really values being present and engaged with people and living in the moment. His presence is not there. Create creative flow. That's not flowing when he's really busy and he's not making downtime to journal or to process or to work with a coach or whatever it might be. He's not creative. He can't come up with the strategies. He's actually not walking in wisdom. He's not being inspired or he's not walking according to the spirit he's just trying to lean on his own understanding navigate in his own strength and he knows inherently that that doesn't work but he's not walking in wisdom right he could be building good things but they're not God things and getting involved in things that are sucking up his time and end up being distractions at the end of the day and don't bear the fruit that he's here to produce so he's he's digging up all of this oh my goodness. I can see clearly why me procrastinating or me avoiding making space for myself is a problem. So that was one thing that came up just because of him wanting to go on vacation, which was wild. Now, the other thing that came up was he really felt led to write the book, right? So as we started talking about this, I asked a question, how would you feel if somebody else wrote this body of work that you feel led to, to write and, and launched it? how would you feel? He was like, oh man, right? Like he didn't even have words. He just felt immediately defeated, right? And another question, who's on the other side of this book, right? What is the experience that you want this person who needs to read the book? What is their experience? When they get the book, when they start reading it, what starts happening for them? Where did the idea for the book come from? Why are you the person to write the book and why now, right? He had never asked himself these questions, but what he did entertain was why he doesn't have time or he's so busy or he'll get to it or he actually doesn't know how to write a book or it needs to be a bestseller. So if, if it might fail, maybe I shouldn't even write it, right? He's entertaining all of these things that are just causing him to spin his wheels and he gets nowhere at the end of the day and that is still weight, Because it's wasted energy. You're spending all this time thinking through all of this stuff that is fluff. It's just blather. It doesn't turn into anything. When you could have sat down and even written a chapter (laughs) in the amount of time that you were doing that, right? So his takeaways, and what I didn't know was that he was trying to figure out before we met what he was going to focus on for a retreat that he has this weekend that he's going to go participate in. He really wanted to be intentional about his time there. So he shared that at the end. He's like, I was really trying to figure out what I was going to focus on and you just led me right to it. So he is going to focus on this book and what the plan is and how to get his life back on track for him personally so that he can show up and be who he was literally put here to be. And I think something else that was really powerful was that he was, and we all do this from time to time, it's very human, but he was starting to evaluate other people too in the context of, well, this person is an expert in XYZ, it makes sense that they would write a book, or this person is very this or that and that's why they're on the bestseller list or this person has this following and then that's why you know their book took off. So he's starting to to drift into covetousness where we're looking at other people and we're starting to study why you know they are where they are, why they deserve it, maybe we don't, right? Which is never helpful. And you never want to get into that space because you're not competing with anybody else. And if you were to scale back at the end of the day You don't know what that person started with. You don't know the plan and the purpose that God has in that person's life. You don't know what the weight of the anointing is. You don't know what they've had to fight through, right? You really don't know anything about them, right? You just see a result that they have in their life. And all of that time you spend looking at other people and trying to study how they got to where they are, that could be time that you're connecting with God, finding and discovering with him through him revealing it to you, the strategy that he wants you to walk out right now for birthing what you are meant to build or to create or to bring forth into the world. However, he wants you to release heaven on earth. That is your focus, right? And you can't focus on other people's work and do your work at the same time. It's like cheating on a test. It doesn't work out, okay? You can't pass your test if you're trying to live somebody else's purpose, okay? Okay. So today, with that kind of as a a lead-in or an example of where this might apply if you can't pull from your own life, I'm going to walk you through a challenge. I, as I said, this actually came, for, for me personally, this came through doing prayer and fasting. There's some things, the Word of God says, that only break through prayer and fasting. Okay? So while I was doing... A, a, a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I typically do this for sure at the very beginning of every year, okay, to really make sure that I'm living intentionally. I occasionally do it on my birthday for 21 days because that's also a new year to me. <laughs> um, and I do it when I'm feeling foggy or when I'm feeling some sort of heaviness or like I am not walking in the same level of peace or joy that I know I have access to. So when I'm feeling vulnerable or when I'm feeling uneasy in some kind of way, or I'm getting caught up in trying to figure things out or lean on my own understanding, I'm like, whoop, okay, I'm getting caught up, right? So I've developed a level of self-awareness just from prayer and fasting, which is wild. But through doing that, there was a particular season in my life where I, I tested this. And now I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this all the time for like anything that I need to challenge myself on. So in a particular season, I was hit with a heartbreak, an emotional blow, a betrayal, um, and just shocked. My entire system and my entire inner being was just shocked. And I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to digest it or process it or move forward. It just felt so scary. And at the same time, I felt like I had nobody to talk to about it. And I just wasn't sure how to take care of myself and hold space for myself and just give myself what I really needed. And so... I decided to do a 21 day challenge and what I was gonna do all I knew to do actually was to level up my lifestyle habits that's the download that I got like you need to get strong this is no time to be weak this is no time to fall into being a victim this is no time to wander or waver this is actually time to level up and be bold and be courageous and so come up with five things that are going to help you do that. And if you're new here, it actually turned into my daily five and I have a free download of the daily five. This is something that I am happy to email to you if that is something that's helpful. So go ahead and email info at julianapage.com. If you want the daily five, just put the daily five in the subject line. But essentially what the daily five are, these are five things that. I knew I absolutely needed. These were my non-negotiables to basically take care of myself every day. Now, if I went beyond these things, that's great. (laughs) But if that's all I could muster that day, that's enough. Okay. So number one was quiet time. Literally, like you have got to build yourself up in the Word of God. That is your sword. That is your power. You need to really be focusing on truth because there's so much circulating right now that you might fall under the influence of lesser things if you don't build yourself up in the Word. So that was number one. Have quiet time. Really connect with God. Be open to receive whatever God is speaking to your spirit. That's number one. Number two was move your body. I'm somebody that can be very cerebral. <laughs> I'm somebody that is very thoughtful. I, I, I've i been told I am a thought leader, actually. I actually walk in a lot of wisdom, which is God 100%. That's not any credit to me. But I am very intentional about growth and the impact that I have on other people, which starts with me, right? And so being very personal, personally accountable and being a self leader first. I'm very intentional about that. But because of that, I'm in my head a lot, thinking through things, really reflecting on things, meditating, right, and really just processing. So since I'm in my head so much, I need to literally move energy, I have to do it. So I was trained as an athlete my entire life. So that is something that I still very much value is movement. And I find that that is every time a stress reliever for me. So number two is move your body every day in some kind of way, at least for 30 minutes, move your body and whatever your body needs. If it needs a little bit slower movement, if it needs something high impact, if it's a little cross training, if it's weightlifting, whatever it is, move your body. Number three, which was super important was eat clean. And I like to say eat close to the source. So as natural as possible. So avoiding canned foods, high sodium, right, boxed things, but try to really amp up the fruits, the veggies, you know, kind of sort of a vegan diet, I would say, I'm not vegan or any of that, but eating as close to the source as possible, eating really clean, because putting the wrong foods into your body can mess with your hormones, it can mess with your energy levels, and I already am sifting through a lot, okay, and particularly when you're dealing with emotional trauma and things to to really sift through and process, you really got to be taking care of your body, getting enough sleep, all of that. But a lot of what you experience in your body has to do with what you're putting in your mouth. So drinking a ton of water and eating really clean. So superfood smoothies, taking my supplements, eating all the greens and the veggies and the fruits and all the stuff like that was important. Number four was serve. One of the best ways to really move through something. It seems counterintuitive, but when you serve other people, it actually fuels and frees you at the same time versus being, oh, woe is me. Why is this happening? right? Versus getting caught up in that, serving other people and giving what I actually needed, whether that was encouragement, whether that was support of some kind, prayer, whatever it was, putting myself in a position to keep giving. I actually started a business venture in that season too, where that was literally what I was doing. I was pouring courage into people every day. I was giving them tools and resources to help them be successful. It was wild. It it made no sense, but it was absolutely what I was supposed to be doing. And then number five was gratitude. So making sure that I'm focusing on what I do have and what is working, right? And being so grateful for that and really open and available to receive more things to be grateful for. So those are the daily five. Quiet time, movement, eating clean, serving, and gratitude. These were, in that season, the revelation that was given to me, these were the five things that I needed to focus on and challenge myself to focus on, meaning I was not good at practicing all those things and being consistent with them. But those were the things that were revealed to me that I needed to practice I needed to get really good at renewing my mind and training my focus. I needed to get really good at just focusing on giving when it felt like I needed to receive. I needed to get really good at just taking care of myself. And that meant getting up earlier in this season, right? And being flexible with my schedule. But having these five things, what I found was really interesting and challenging myself to do this for 21 days they are still an active part of my life. I still live out the daily five as of today, (laughs) literally, right? Like it is just, it's become my lifestyle and I love it because it helps me stay really stable and present even when I'm traveling, which in that season, particularly I was doing a ton of traveling as well, which can just zap you even more. Okay. So what I found was not only are these still a part of my lifestyle practices today, but They did strengthen me as a human. I didn't know that I had that kind of power, but what was even more interesting was how depleted I actually lived before that, and I didn't have to live that way. It was wild. So the whole idea of a challenge is to put into practice all of the things that you know to be doing, but you're not doing. Okay, I have found in working with hundreds of people right, that we... Usually know, right? Saying I don't know is always a cop out. We usually know what we are led to do, what we've been given inspiration to do, what keeps nagging at our soul, right? We usually know what to do. However, we don't do it. And that's what brings us out of alignment and we need adjusting, okay? So when it comes to a challenge and why this is so important, whatever your pain point is, so I was sharing a few of the pain points that my client was bringing up, how he wanted a vacation. Really, he just needed a mental break, but had never developed practices to create that for himself in his day to day. He also felt this urge to write or to create, but he was creating no space in his life to do that either so continuing on that same path that he's on is just insanity and he already knows that that's not working however he would not slow down enough until we hopped on the phone to address that that's actually a problem and there's actually more at stake not slowing down and not making the adjustments okay and so what i found too okay in order to be stronger that's not going to happen by default it's actually not going to happen Going down the path that I'm currently on, right? Like the current habits that I have are not going to be what take me through the season and help me to grow through the season. And I absolutely know that I have to. Otherwise, the season will take me out, right? Like it will just be the worst thing ever, okay? So, in order to rise above it, right, we can mount up like wings like eagles and fly over situations, right? You can see them from a different perspective and from strength and empowerment, right? I needed daily practices. I needed to level up my daily practices. So I developed that 21-day challenge to do so. And after 21 days, by establishing new habits and practices, again, that weren't perfect, it's not like it was the same time every day and I was just such a great person, right? I figured out how to do it, right? I figured out, ooh, like I actually moved my body better at around 12 p.m. I thought it was first thing in the morning. That actually doesn't work out for me. I need quiet time first thing in the morning. Or I tried working out at night also didn't work for me because it kept me up. It didn't knock me out. It kept me up, right? Or when I was eating, I find that I kind of am somebody that grazes throughout the day and having like little mini snacks and things throughout the day versus like one huge meal that was working for me. So I started figuring out what worked only because I was focusing on those five things. Hopefully that makes sense. So since that time, I still do challenges like this to really focus on whatever it is. If I'm really leaning into God for an answer for some direction or for some breakthrough in some area, this is what I'm putting on the line. This is my skin in the game, right? This is what I'm going to do, trusting and believing that I'm going to come out of these 20 days, 21 days with more clarity, with more empowerment, with more focus, more diligence, whatever it is, right? So for you, in order to apply this into your own life, I'm going to walk you through, through this. Okay. And then I'm going to give you the spiritual backbone that you need for this as well. All right. So I invite you to think about in your own life, what is something that you have been avoiding? Something that you've been falling into procrastination with? Something that you know to do, you just aren't doing. Whenever you sit down and you do get still enough to pay attention, it comes up every time. What is that area of your life? What is that thing? Okay? Just bring that to mind. Even jot it down. Even better. All right? Now, the next thing is coming up with your own challenges. Okay? So your challenge is going to be to come up with, I recommend anywhere from three to five. Three to five things that you are going to do. For 21 days, these are non-negotiable. For 21 days, you are going to do these three to five things to bring about a shift with that area that came to mind for you, all right? And I'll walk you through another example here in a second, okay? So just make a list of whatever those things are, the things that you know to do but you're not doing, all right? And then number three Is accept the challenge (laughs) and what this means is make it real for you put literally the start date on your calendar the end date on your calendar maybe have it as a recurring reminder on your phone or on your Outlook or whatever it is that you use your Gmail have notifications that are reminding you of this and whatever things that you need to schedule but schedule it make it real for you if you don't plan for it you're planning to fail all right so here's an example So let's say that there is somebody that literally has given up any sort of personal time, right? It's all focused on business or it's all focused on the kids or it's all focused on um, running the household, whatever it might be, but you know that you are being busy, In a lot of ways, like, for example, your phone tells you how much screen time you have, usually every week, right? And it's interesting (laughs) that we can be on our phone for like six hours a day. And we're like, I don't have any time. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Rather than being on social media for 15 minutes, what if you did 15 minutes of journaling? right? Rather than being on social media for another 15 minutes, why don't you walk around the neighborhood and get some fresh air and some sunshine on your skin, right? This all just comes from being intentional. So you get what I'm saying, but let's say that this person, whoever it is, is just busy, busy with the business, busy with the household, busy with the kids, just busy. I ain't got time for myself. I'm busy. Okay. That's, that's the problem area. Now, three to five things that this person can do for 21 days can be pretty simple, but they've got to be things that you will do, things that you know to do. So for example, it could be going for a daily walk because that being outside, breathing fresh air, taking in more oxygen, getting some sunshine actually is really good for you. And even the particular time of the day, you know, maybe maybe it makes a huge difference. So I like doing things too to transition into different parts of the day. So if I'm in work mode and taking calls all day, then I will go for a run after all of that and kind of shift into creative mode after that. Okay. But I like having transitions. All right. So think about that. It could be going for a walk every day. It could be journaling and actually reflecting on what you're thinking about. One of the books that radically changed my life when I was in grad school was called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And there's two things that I took from that. One of them was called The Morning Pages. Again, you don't have to do these in the morning. But the whole idea, she recommends The Morning, is that you are just dumping everything that is on your mind. Not to go back and reread it, not to do anything with it, just because that's clutter that's literally blocking you from being present. So you're just dumping everything that's, that's, present for you and what I found in doing that religiously was that I didn't like what I was talking about I thought I was annoying right the, th- the things that I kept thinking about the things that I kept bringing up they were sort of victimy and they were not solution focused at all and I'm like this is annoying like right no wonder I feel this way because I keep thinking all this stuff right so it was really empowering to see that though and I wouldn't have caught it if I didn't sit down and do those every day so that was something that's really powerful another thing that she, invites readers to do is something called the artist date, the artist date. And what I love about this is it's non-negotiable you time. Okay. And it was a high ask for me back in the day to even block an hour on my calendar for me a week, literally to schedule that into my calendar just for me to do whatever I wanted to do in that hour of time a week. I couldn't do it. (laughs) And it could have been whatever you wanted to do, like go to Barnes and Noble and read a book in the middle of the floor or go treat yourself to a coffee or go to the ocean and, and journal or listen to to some music or you know whatever it is that, that I needed to rejuvenate. That was the whole point was to set aside non-negotiable me time, goal setting, planning, whatever it was. And that was a hard thing to do. So maybe that's something. So two things that we have so far, going for a daily walk, setting aside non-negotiable you time just to check in with you. Just like you would if you actually had a therapist or a coach, like you would set that time on your calendar for you. So set time on your calendar for you, maybe to journal every day. And then another thing could be an active service, right? Intentionally thinking about ways that you can serve other people. Another thing could be investing in a training or some area that you want to grow every day you know, reading a book for 15 minutes. So you can see really clearly if somebody in this case, if this person that never made time for themselves for 21 days, they decided to go for a daily walk, invest in 15 minutes of personal development, reading a book of some kind, listening to a podcast. You can even combine those two if you wanted to journaling <laughs> and setting aside a, a date on the calendar once a week, just to treat yourself to whatever your soul needs. That person would be an entirely new person within 21 days right and what I have found is when we actually have a challenge particularly 21 days that seems real right a lot of times we create these new year's resolutions that we try to meet and we give up on those because we can't keep a goal up for a year right that seems unattainable we got to break it down in order to really do that so If this person can see, oh, like I actually really do enjoy walking and the benefits of that every day. And because I'm journaling, I'm really aware of what it is that I need. Or because I'm learning something new every day, this is actually what I feel led to do, right? So much clarity, so much power, so much space is created in your life just from you making a few adjustments, okay? And so once these things are outlined, then that person would schedule it on the calendar, And literally write out those things, block all the artist dates, block the window of time the walks are going to be. And again, if you have to move them within the day, you can, but the key is to do them every day. All right. So even, you know, like with the artist date, that doesn't have to be an hour a week. That could be an hour a day for you. Imagine how that might change your life. And if you have to get up earlier to have that, do that for these 21 days and see what happens. Sometimes we just need some feedback. Okay, So that is the idea of a challenge, and you can do this as often as you need, but I find this is really the best way to up-level your life, to start practicing new practices that you enjoy that help you in becoming the highest version of yourself or removing the blocks to just being who that is and remembering how great that you are. And a lot of times we just get out of alignment because we're trying to make everybody else happier. We're trying to think for other people or we're trying to control outcomes and that's never our job. And we're getting caught up in the how versus really focusing on who we're being. Because if we're not being who we know we're capable of being (laughs) or doing what we know that we are actually being led to do, we're not going to produce the fruit that we want. We're going to get in this cycle that is super unhealthy. And then we're going to say things like, we're stuck, we're overwhelmed, or just mer, I'm really tired, Eh, right? And you can stop all that, but you got to challenge yourself, Okay. So when it comes to scripture, I just believe that behind every challenge, what you're really developing is diligence and self-control. And Proverbs 13.4 says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied check that out if you want to be richly supplied in your soul which is your mind your will your emotions if you want to think with christ consciousness in the mind of christ right if you want to really express yourself the way god does and really embody his character if you want to have a heart that is pure and able to just flow in love right that's being richly supplied and it doesn't come by being lazy and procrastinating okay comes by being diligent and challenging yourself, all right? Proverbs 10.4 says, A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. And this is beyond just wealth, all right? Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And so this is just a reminder to focus on what you are sowing, because that's a principle, you will reap what you sow. So what are you sowing? What thoughts are you thinking all the time? What are you speaking into your reality? How are you behaving every day, right? What is the routine that you have? What are the current habits that you have? You have the power and authority to change all of that. Sometimes we forget that. That's why a challenge is so helpful. And then lastly, Proverbs twelve twenty four: the hand of the diligent will rule. While the slothful will be put to forced labor. So I just encourage you to come up with a challenge and accept it. Put it on the calendar, make it real for you. And if this radically changes your life, I would also love to hear your testimonies. If you need some prayer in this process, feel free to email info at julianapage.com and i would be happy to pray for you and cover you on that journey all right guys i hope this message blessed you if you want to connect for coaching for different programs and offerings that i have make sure that you go check out julianapage.com and if you haven't subscribed what are you doing come on this content doesn't create itself if you have been blessed by any one of these messages subscribe show some love subscribe to it It's leave a comment and get this. If you do all of that and email juliana at info at juliannapage.com. I will send you a free gift. All right. And this is a devotional. Okay. I will send you a free devotional if you do those steps. All right, guys. Until next time, stay blessed.